Welcome to another edition of the Gold Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is August 6, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, lead off segment for this episode is entitled David Goggins Inspiration Video. My thoughts. I was on Facebook a few days ago and I was watching another video and I guess when I I hit the video and and it scroll it finished the video I was watching and it went up it came up to David Goggins and I was about to like turn my phone off then you know he was jogging or whatever so I was like okay this dude is athletic I'll see what it's all about and then you know very few things inspire me very few things have ever inspired me in my life but this dude did um david goggins is a retired navy seal and is the only person of the u.s armed forces to complete navy seal training including two hell weeks the u.s army ranger school where he graduated as an enlisted honor man and air force tactical air controller training I mean, pretty impressive, man. Um, in the video, it talk about how he grew up, um, you know, which is kind of similar to how I grew up. Uh, definitely not as mentally as tough as this dude. Um, also, is saying an accomplished endurance athlete. Goggins has uh, completed over 60 ultra triathlons, I mean, ultra marathons, triathlons, and ultra triathlons, setting new course records and regularly placing in the top five. He once held the Guinness World Book, uh, the Guinness World Record for pull-ups, completing 4,030 in 17 hours, and He's uh, he's a sought after public speaker over the years. He shared his story with hundreds of thousands of students across the country, numerous professional sports teams and the staff of Fortune 500 companies. Um, so, like I said, very impressed with this guy, man. Um, another um, quote here. The pain that you are willing to endure is measured by how bad you want it. Um, I'm just on his website reading his stuff. So, man, I just say, you know, David Goggins, G-O-G-G-I-N-S. Just Google him, man. Uh, Get on YouTube. Look him up. Look at his uh, inspiration video. This is pretty impressive. You know, um, 
I, I follow sports. I mean, you know, diehard Florida State fan. Very few, if any, Florida State players have really ever inspired me is to, like, talk about them in, in terms of this light. You know, just, just from an overall standpoint, I may be impressed athletically, but definitely not from an overall standpoint. This guy impresses me overall, man. Like, <laughs> this dude make you want to get up and, you know, there's nothing you complain you can really complain about in life after you hear his story, in my opinion. Unless you've gone through, like, cancer or you, you've almost died or something like that. So, um, just check him out. All right. Um, next segment is entitled Molly's Game. It's a great movie. Uh, it's on Netflix. I'm three years too late. I don't care. Uh, it was my first time seeing it, so I wanted to talk about it. Um, Molly's Game is a 2017 American. I'm reading this from Wikipedia, by the way. So whatever. Uh, Molly's Game is a 2017 American biographical crime drama film written and directed by Aaron Sorkin um, in his directional debut based on a 2014 memoir of the same name by Molly Bloom. It stars Jessica Chastain, Idris Elba, Kevin Costner, Michael Sarah, Jeremy Strong, Chris O'Dowd, Joe Keery, Brian D'Arcy, James, and Bill Camp. The film follows Bloom, who becomes the target of an FBI investigation after the underground poker empire she runs for Hollywood celebrities, athletes, business tycoons, and the Russian mob is exposed. I mean, great movie, man. And when I clicked on it, I didn't. This it was one of those things where I just closed my eyes and just hit the the ipad and this is what came up i didn't actively seek out this movie and it was a great movie and sometimes that happens when you do that you know um of course it was athletically inspired molly bloom is a world-class mogul uh skier with olympic aspirations the result the result of years of enforced training from her overbearing father in a qualifying event for the 2002 Winter Olympics. She was already severely injured uh, or she was severely injured, ending her career. Instead of following her original path of attending law school, Molly decides to take a year off, move to Los Angeles. Uh, once she arrives, she becomes a, a bottle service waitress at a club where she meets dean a ostentatious but unsuccessful real estate developer she becomes his office manager and he soon involves her in running his underground poker poker games uh, many famous and wealthy individuals such as movie stars investment bankers and sports players are involved in dean's game molly earns large sums of money and tips alone uh, Molly is initially uninformed on poker topics, but quickly learns how to appeal to the players to gain tips. In particular, she hopes to please the most successful player, Player X, by attracting new players to the game. 
Dean, upon seeing that, Molly is becoming increasingly independent in running games, attempts to control her, then he fires her. Molly, having gained contacts through the years of running the games, decides to create her own poker game. She rents a penthouse at a hotel, hires a staff to run her games. Additionally, she contacts employees at a club, at clubs and casinos to try and spread word about her poker games. I mean, basically, she's running these poker games. She stops. Um, um, she got beat up and she stopped. And then she got arrested because of the Russian mob was playing in her games in New York. And she goes through this whole thing about she's basically telling her story to Idris Alba in the law office. That's basically the movie. And basically he gets her off um, with like probation and community service because they were saying like Wall Street did what she did every day and it was a great movie man check it out you know i'm not gonna sit here and read word for word from wikipedia but you know it's a great movie trust me if you ain't seen it check it out all right getting on to the florida state stuff can janoris robinson elevate to a day one pick yeah he can um Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He it, it just he has to have an awesome year. I mean, he's got the size. He's what six five, two sixty five, long arms, athletic. Um, but he for some reason he just can't get to the quarterback. And he's probably our best pass rusher. But for whatever reason he can't get to the quarterback. Um, this year Florida State could have the best defensive line in the ACC. Um, Janoris Robinson, Corey Dirt, Marvin Wilson, and Joshua Kando back to the four three. I I don't, you know, a lot of these guys were out of place playing this three four, and I think Willie did that on purpose. Um, but I I think you know. This is one of the guys like you. You see guys leave Florida State all the time that shouldn't be leaving. And this guy decided to stay and he said, I need I got some stuff I need to work on. You know, he didn't want to go pro. And and not get drafted. So he if he can come back and get 10 sacks, if he can get 10 sacks, I, I think he'll get drafted on day one. I really feel that way. Because 6'5", 265, you can't teach that. Can't teach strength. He's got to learn how to get off. He's disengaged from the, the tackle. Uh, get off blocks and get to the quarterback. And I think he'll get drafted. Um, 
He's this will be his fifth year at Florida State, man. Um four star recruit, Panama City, Florida. Um twenty two years old. Big dude, man. Big dude. Um, so I hope everything uh, works out for him, man. His his family got uh, displaced in a hurricane two years ago. Sound like everything's going fine for him now. So I just hope that uh, he can he can do whatever he needs to do to elevate himself into the first round. Um, can Marvin? Next segment is entitled: Can Marvin Wilson be a top fifteen pick? Without a doubt. He's a top 15 talent. Um, I mean, you had somebody named Eric Armstead for the San Francisco 49ers go in the first round, top 15. Uh, what was it, five years ago? I, I don't think I don't think Eric Armstead is more talented than Marvin Wilson. He was he was drafted uh, that high because he's what six eight three hundred pounds. I mean. Marvin Wilson is six five, uh, probably what three twenty five. So yeah, it's just um, it's just based on who uh, who needs a defensive tackle and a good one. Oh, he's six five three zero four. Excuse me, I thought he was bigger than that. So he's actually lost a lot of weight, man. Um, five-star recruit. He was 330 pounds when he got to Florida State. He's actually lost a lot of weight. 30 pounds, almost 30 pounds, according to this uh, website. I don't know what he weighs exactly. I'm just guessing, but um, I, I, like my point of reference is always going to be Eric Armstead. For the San Francisco 49ers, my pro team. I, I would love to have Marvin Wilson. And if we're picking in the top 15, you got to pick this guy. He's a tremendous talent. You you just got to keep in mind that he's been with one, two, three defensive coordinators. His uh, his 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 whole career. Um. Yeah, three different defensive coordinators, and he's still able to be kind of solid. So, um, this will be his. Let's see, one, two. I can't even remember who Willie's defensive coordinator was. Okay, he had two years with the dude from Michigan State under Willie Taggart. The one dude from Jimbo. This, yeah, this is his third defensive coordinator. So, um, you know, we'll have to see, man. But definitely a top fifteen talent. I think. I think I can see Marvin Wilson getting anywhere between five and ten sacks this year. I can see him getting anywhere from twenty-five to thirty solo tackles as a defensive tackle. I think he's that talented. Um. 
he's not a he he's I, I wouldn't say he's like a run stopping defensive tackle tackle or a pass rushing defensive tackle. I think he's a he's like a combination of both. He's not phenomenal at either one. He does both equally well. So if you say on a scale of one to ten, run stopping, pass rushing, I would give him a seven on both. Right now, I would give him a solid seven on both out of ten. Um, so we'll see what happens next year on draft day, man. Hopefully, this COVID nineteen crap will be gone by then. Um, last segment for this episode: Can Mike Norvell put together a top five class for twenty twenty one? And let's see where we currently rank. Um. In the uh, 2021 uh, recruiting class rankings. Um, And I'm going to go to rivals. Right now we are number 29 with 14 commits. No three, four stars. 11 three stars that's like all we get now is three stars so no five stars um acc teams ahead of us virginia is ahead of us Miami is ahead of us. Clemson is ahead of us. North Carolina is ahead of us. So. uh, It's going to be really um, interesting to see. um, What can Mike Norvell do to. uh, Elevate this class to a top five. And our arch rival, the Florida Gators, is ahead of us. So he's got his work cut out for him. You know, he he if he can put together a good showing this year, I think it will go a long way to help this team, um, especially with the offensive line, because we don't we we don't get top offensive line guys. Um, the best recruit we've gotten in years is Dante Lucas. And I think that was the Telly Lockett connection. I don't really think that had anything to do with Florida State per se. That was the Telly Lockett connection. Um, so we'll see what happens, man. We'll know after this year if he's a, a good recruiter or not. Um, like I give him kudos when he first got to Florida State, he got two quarterbacks to commit right off the bat. Um, that was you know, better than anything Willie Taggart had done. Um, so we'll see what happens. All right. Um, that's going to conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. Uh, please wear a mask. Please social distance. Please do your research on flu and respiratory viruses. Please do your research on vitamins. And as always, go nose.